going to start off saying is that everybody is not going to see our vision. You know what I'm saying? Like when, as we're going into the new year, I think a lot of people need to reflect on um, the the year before, but also continue to reach and um, make new goals. So that way, you know, like moving forward, we're not all just uh, worried about what everybody else is doing or, you know, like focused on whether or not other people can see where we want to go. Because that's really just not what it's about. It's not about other people seeing our vision. Everybody ain't going to see the vision that we have made for ourselves. But also, like, we're not a monolith. We don't all believe the same thing. We don't all share the same opinion. And I think that's where it should be getting twisted. So, Divine, what is one thing that you want to keep and one thing you want to release for the new year? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was just about to type something. It's like, uh, I want us to release the concept of equating as a collective uh, masculine from the energy to just gender. I just want us to release that. I want us to move forward, you know. I want us to let go of that rhetoric because I don't feel like people even really know what that even truly means, to be honest. But that's just my opinion. What I'm keeping for the new year, I truly think I'm just going to keep to myself. Uh, (laughs) But keeping my faith, my hopes, my dreams, and connecting more with universe the divine really um just stepping into this year surrendering uh because everything is not going as anticipated in our lives no matter how much we make vision boards and things of life life does happen and maybe that is not aligned to our destiny our purpose so i just you know want to step into this new year not saying i don't have my own standards things are like, but step into the year without expecting so much that is not resonating or was never aligned to your soul to begin with. I fully agree with that. And I love that you said that because I truly believe that everything happens exactly the way that it happens and we can't really we can't really plan things like that. I mean, we can, you know, we could always have intentions and we could always um, do what needs to be done to move towards the things that we want to do. But we also have to keep in mind that things just don't always go the way that we want them to go. We got to be accepting of that and be, you know, ready for things to go left if they're going to. You know what I'm saying? So it's always best to prepare and not necessarily have a negative mindset, but just always, you know, be prepared and know that. Even when things don't go right, that's exactly the way it was supposed to be. Hey, for um, do you have any keeps or releases for the new year? One thing that you want to keep and one thing that you want to release? I do. Uh, give me one moment, though. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Another thing, I'm going to say what I want to keep and what I want to release since since we're waiting for four. So what I want to keep for myself is the lessons that I've learned within 2022 
Um, as far as like relationships go, friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, and everything um, in between, um, I would like to keep the lessons that I've learned as far as like, um, you know, respecting people and their boundaries and their space, but also putting up my own and enforcing that because nobody's going to respect your own boundaries the way you are. People are always going to push, push, push. Um, and it's your job to pretty much respect your own boundaries. So if somebody's like, you know, basically going against uh, your beliefs or what you want for yourself, then you're going to have to be the one to enforce those boundaries. Like, no, we're not doing that. Um, so, yeah, speak up for yourself and um, protect protect yourself, protect your own morals and beliefs and stuff like that. And don't let nobody just be stomping all over you. Um, what I want to release is all of the bullshit like anything anything that um is no longer serving me I want to release it so for me I think like uh, I did a lot of shrinking myself over this past year and I'm not doing that anymore so that that I'm gonna release that energy I'm not gonna allow anybody to shrink me or um, I'm not going to shrink myself. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to stand in my truth. And, um, yeah, we're doing that all 2023. So, for are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I would have to say about the same, really. Not the shrinking part, because um, speaking up for myself is um, it's like second nature to me. But definitely the lessons that I learned um, in 2022, um, definitely in staying committed within the boundaries I created myself before 2022. So basically that's what I've been doing um, all this year. And um, continue to be creative, you know, continue to meet people in creative spaces. Things that I want to release, I think <laughs> not being self-disciplined. <laughs> And bad diets. <laughs> I'll say that. Yo, heavy on the uh, being self-disciplined in the, the bad diet. Like, I literally had to go shopping and get all new food and throw away the stuff that just was trash in my house. Because I definitely um, had been eating horribly for the last month of the year. Just because, like, I could. I really didn't have any excuse for why I was eating like that. Um... <clears throat> So, yeah, I'm in agreement with that. And also, like, self-discipline. That's a major one because I feel like self-discipline is really how you get through things. Like, that's how you get things done. If you don't have any discipline, then you really ain't going to be getting shit done. In fact, I would agree. Like, you really have to parent yourself when you, as an adult, to not, not do things that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Like, I know I'm not supposed to be eating a snack at 1 o'clock in the morning. I know I'm supposed to be in bed, but... You know, stuff like that. Like, I know my bedtime is, like, 10, 10 to 11 o'clock. But sometimes, you know. Um, what else? Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? It's interesting that you said something about parenting yourself. I love that. Because um, that reminds me of, like, how I've been doing work on my inner child. And, you know, like, sometimes I think that's a reflection of our inner child when we want to get up in the middle of the night and just go get a snack or, you know, like, we don't want to eat healthy because, you know, we don't have to. We could just kind of do whatever we want because we're adults, right? 
Um, so I think that's interesting. Maybe that's a part of healing the inner child that I could focus on too, is just like self-discipline. Cause you know, as a kid, I always told myself when I become an adult, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want because, <laughs> because I'm a grown up and I can do whatever I want, but it's like, I'm not really setting a good example for my children, you know, getting up and eating random shit in the middle of the night. But like, I'm not going to lie when they're not here, I would definitely go in there and get me a midnight snack. Cause that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> who's gonna tell me otherwise okay um but yeah I definitely agree with you on um you know the self-discipline I think that's super super important um I need to work on that for sure I think I've done it in like almost every aspect the only thing that I really need to work on as far as self-discipline is like working out and then also just not spending too much time on the internet oh and eating healthy yeah, that too. They're spending too much time on the internet—that's that's definitely true. But if it wasn't for my job, I probably would be home just doing it all day. So I'm definitely gonna have to working to keep me occupied for sure. What do you do uh, for work? I work sales at T-Mobile. Okay, that's cool. So how do you feel like dealing with different people all day long and different personalities and stuff like that? I love it, to be honest with you. Like, I consider myself a people person. So it definitely makes me understand your needs or your wants, and I can help you out the best that I can. And whatever budget that you have, I'm not trying to finagle you out of your money, especially if you're on a budget. So I'll do what I can to get, uh, get to the service that you want. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like speaking to different kinds of people in all aspects and all cultures. I always ask them something like something that's different out of the box or something that I'm not used to, or they can give me like recommendations to go and try it out. Cause I'll definitely do it. I, I'll keep an open mind. That's cool. I'm very similar to like, I also, I'm a, I think I'm a people person too, but I also just like, I speak my truth. I'm not going to hold you. Like. <laughs> um I love people you know and I love to help people and stuff like that like I literally work in the medical field so I mean obviously I have to like people to be around people and to help people and take care of strangers like you know genu- being genuine and giving them um like you know genuine care and stuff like that like you really have to love people to do that because it's pretty it's pretty difficult to do when you did when you don't like people so yeah I would say I agree with you on that Serving the community. Yeah, facts. If you don't like people, you should not be in service. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, and you definitely got to be, like, patient and kind because and understanding because some people be coming in there pissed. Hella mad, man. Hella mad. But they definitely give us classes on that, like, training on, like, empathy and how to, like, assess the situations when it happens like that. So, yeah, they they becoming hella pissed, man. For real. I think, I mean, okay. I do believe, yeah, we do need training on that when you work those type of jobs. But hear me out. Hear me out. I also think people should have enough emotional intelligence to know how to regulate their own emotions before they step into certain environments. Because that is not cute. You know... All because 
you know, don't get me wrong. It is your job. But then again, you don't have to tolerate that bullshit. You know, I feel like when you step into those environments, a person should not be coming at you, you know, any type of way because they're upset. And, you know, if you're like me, an energy person, I'm going to feel what you're feeling type of thing. Yeah, I could, like, easily, like, be like, oh, this is how you feel, da, da, da. But say if I'm not in the mood, you know, we both can't have enough emotional intelligence for the both of us, baby. Something got to give. You know what I mean? I just, I mean, like I said, yeah, I feel like it is definitely a, well, in that case, a transaction, but not just a transaction of, like, combined shit. It's a transaction of energy. So you There's someone here. talking at the moment because I can't hear them. Yeah, they might have to leave and come back for Oh, damn. I ain't even know if you can't hear me for real, so I also hear just talking shit. <laughs> I can hear you. I want to actually touch on that because what you're saying is facts. Um, but at the same time, I think we need to also take into account that some people are literally not taught emotional intelligence as children and they're not taught coping me- coping mechanisms as a child so as they grow into adults they really don't know how to cope and they also don't know how to control their energy and they don't know how to control their emotions you know what i'm saying you have to like once you become an adult and you realize that you don't have that emotional intelligence and you don't have that um you know that that empathy and things like that like then you know that you need to do the work you need to go to therapy you need to you know do some inner child healing and different things like that there's a lot that goes into that so it's that's interesting that you said that but you know everybody have that i will add up to what you said that is very true but at the same time your trauma is not your responsibility but your healing is these are active choices you they're making at this point to not emotional intelligence is not you know born you know the shit is taught you know, when you know, oh, you, I feel like, yes, I understand the conditions, the upbringing, you know, on a psychological level, like, you know, the patterns that people do. But at the same time, at one point or another, a person's going to be like, why do that? Why does this keep happening? As a person always does. And they start questioning that pattern. It's the fact that are you willing to put in the work to make the changes that are necessary to me at this point? Because I can give you grace and be like, yeah, you don't have this at this moment. But at some point or another, you should not be like 50, 60, or uh, 40, 30, or 30s lacking emotional intelligence. You know, you should be acting the age that you're at with the same maturity since you are less long enough to live. But it is what it is. It all Yeah, I would say like... I agree at a, to a certain extent because, you know, I feel like our great our grandparents definitely were not um, up to par when it comes to, like, certain things. And I think, like, a lot of people in our community in particular um, lack, lack uh, what is it called, uh, mental health intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about mental health. So that goes hand in hand with the emotional intelligence as well as, like, um, <clears throat> emotional maturity. Because you could be emotionally intelligent but still be childish. 
You feel me? And if you're childish, then you're definitely like not going to be filtering out the things that don't matter. You're going to let everything affect you and everything is going to bother you. You're going to take everything personal. And there's a lot of people that will sit up there and say, like, I don't care about this and I don't care about that. But you really do care because if you didn't care. You want to be angry about it. You feel me? So being emotionally intelligent, I feel like, is also acknowledging that you're feeling a certain kind of way and dealing with it accordingly. So, you know, it's it. I, I don't know. It's a lot that goes into that, and I just kind of feel like it's more than just, like, being aware of your emotions. It's like, do you know how to deal with those emotions? Do you know how to cope with those emotions? Um, You know? So, like, these old people, they a lot of them were not – they weren't taught that, but they also weren't taught to to be open to learning. You know, they they get old and they just they just go with, oh, I'm stuck in my ways and they just let it be what it is. When really, in all actuality, nobody should just be closed off to learning new things or growing as a person. But there's a lot of them that are and a lot of them that will literally sit up there and say, well, I'm just stuck in my ways. I think that would tie into another section of being so stuck in their traditions that they they feel like they are correct, standing in their truth. And it's like something I wrote. You know, everybody has truth within themselves, but you should be open to another truth that is presented. Um, because, yes, a lot of them have very conservative, rigid traditions that keep them from growing, like... I was just thinking to myself the other day, like, all these cults, ethics, um, different institutions, religious institutions and whatnot may limit you from actually understanding what the divine or energy is all about. Because we get so focused, as like humans, we get so focused on trying to simplify stuff that we do make it more complicated, like labeling things to make it make sense to us. You know, for our own cognitive um, preferences and things of life, we try to really make it make sense for us and apply it to our lives. In which, you know, when things don't sit there and line it up, you know, we try to, uh, we often, I feel like, overcompensate for the lack of something, in my opinion. Can you repeat the last thing you said? I said uh, we often overcompensate for a lack of, you know, because we feel uh, for a lack of something. Mm. I think that's true as well. People do that all the time. People do that in relationships, friendships, everything. I think at a certain point, we have to just be who we are. I think we overcompensate because we want to be accepted. And not only do we want to be accepted, but we want people to like us. And I think, like, who gives a fuck if people like us or not? You know, like, if somebody doesn't like you or they're not for you, then move around. Stop trying to force the relationship. Stop trying to force the friendship. Stop trying to, you know, be be agreeable or be likable we are not a monolith we do not always have to agree we don't always have to be on the same page we don't always have to like each other like if you can't sit with that then just move around because at this point i am not going to be overcompensating to to satisfy somebody if you're not happy with me you don't like me then just move around
simple. That is very true, but a lot of people are taught that you should be liked. You know, I feel like, especially in our community, you know, we feel like we have to be liked by, you know, the, the Caucasians. And, you know, because it's like you, you groom your child, literally, the upbringing, you need to dress nice so you can please these people, so you can get somewhere, so da 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 things are right. So, or even when you step into a church, you need to dress right for the Lord type of stuff, you know, da 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 stuff of that nature. So, we're often taught to overcompensate anyways. From your from 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 birth, I feel like the, a baby is the most natural uh, default state you want to be at in truth, because a baby don't know shit, you know, before they're um, you know raised or brought up to adjust to the society itself for real. Yeah, nah, I gotta speak on this one because you, yeah, that's that's very true what you just said, but you know. If you've read The Four Agreements, then you know that's also called the domestication phase. When a child is born, they domesticate, parents domesticate their children because a child is born free, spiritually. You know what I'm saying? They they are spiritually free. They're mentally free. They are just nothing but an expression of love. And they literally just express themselves through, like, lovingly all the time. They're always happy. They're always loving. They're always having fun. And they're always playing. And you know what I'm saying? When you start breaking a child out of that play, that play, um, playful space and you start to, um, you know, like, spank and reprimand and different things like that, that's when that's when children begin to lose their innocence. You know what I'm saying? That's when they begin to lose their innocence. That's when they begin to realize like, oh shit. This is this is what the world is really about. You know what I'm saying? Um so it's like that is that's domestication of a child. We do this we train them. What you're saying is true. We are training them literally like like an animal or some shit. And we're training them to conform to society. We're literally, like, training our children to, like you said, adhere to what everybody else wants from them in society. And it's so difficult when when you want to allow them to be them full, authentic selves. But at the same time, like, you have to, you almost have to train them. Because if you don't, they don't fit in with society. Or they're too wild or they're too... Um, you know, like they're not complying with what the teachers want them to do in X, Y, Z. Like if you're not able to homeschool your children, you literally have to domesticate them or it's going to be a problem. So it's like so difficult to allow kids to just be kids and allow them to live in their truth when society says no, they can't be them full authentic selves. They have to be like this. That's the frustrating part for me as a mother. I'd like that, that hit home for me. A lot of a lot of it for me too is like I do allow my kids to be themselves, but to a certain extent, I still have to domesticate them. I still have to tell them, you know, like we can't do this, we can't do that because social norms say that you know you can't allow your child to express themselves in this manner. Like you have to, you have to teach them not to curse. You have to teach them to respect their elders. You have to teach them to listen to the adults in the room. You know what I'm saying? They can't over talk. They can't speak out for themselves. Like 
it's like they don't want kids to have a voice at, to a certain extent too. And for me, like I want my children to speak up for themselves. I want them to have that voice. I want them to say, I don't like this. I want them to say, I don't like how I'm being treated. I want them to tell me like, this ain't working for me. You know what I mean? Because they're people, even though they're little, they are people and they should be able to have a voice. So it's crazy that you're saying that because that, that really does hit a nerve for me. Cause it's like, yeah, we are definitely domesticating our, our kids, but we are also, um, like you said, training them. No, because, okay, I realize I don't feel like we were ever supposed to domesticate them, in a sense. I feel like our job, your job as a parent is to guide them. And guiding does not mean domesticating or training. You guide them and then you show them and illuminate the path that they decided to um, take due to their own personal choices. And I often feel um, as well, like, yes, many people, you know what's so funny? They say you only are an adult once, but you're a child twice. And I feel like the most craziest thing you're going to do ever in life, for real, is once you get domesticated, trained by your parent, and then appearing to society standards, the hardest thing you'll do ever, especially if you're on like a very spiritual path, is finding yourself again. And it's so freaking crazy. Yo, you know what? You're completely right about that. You definitely are, um, you know, like parenting, you're parenting yourself as an adult, essentially. So yeah, you're definitely um, a kid twice. Because and it goes hand in hand with what I was saying earlier, about how you're also um, healing your inner child. So that's I feel like that's why we're, you know, a child twice, because we're a child when we're being raised by our parents. And then as an adult, you're unlearning and relearning, or you're voluntarily um, domesticating yourself even more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. What you're saying is facts. It's nothing but facts. I definitely agree with that. Like, the whole process is so crazy because I feel like, especially on the journey I'm on now, like, I, like I said, I practically raised kids, even when I was young. So I was raising kids and raising myself, you know, and things were like, so I'm still now still kind of raising myself as I go on, but I'm learning these new things. I feel like I've been very blessed to, um, experience certain things in life like to have an open for more open perspective and perception of things and how you know the universe the divine works and things of life I feel like I've been blessed because it you know when I was younger and things of like I would be like no you do what I say da, da, da. you know me raising my sisters and stuff of that nature because that was like my role but now I feel like I when I have conversations with them you know what I've grown and learned I'm like okay you speak your truth I understand why you're angry but where does that anger lead you to ultimately you know what I mean like look at your options based on the choices that you're making where is that going to get you um things about like like and it's so crazy because like you said we do parent ourselves and I feel like it's just so hard um for some to parent themselves, to get them to understand who they are at a soul level, because many people will tell you who you, you know what you can and cannot be. When you can do anything, doesn't mean that you should type of thing. It's just so bizarre how the society, how the world um, op- 
operates on that level, on that trajectory, <clears throat> to try to limit and box you in. Like with women, they try to limit, they denote women to to their uh, mannerisms. Be like, oh yeah, that's what women do. You know, gossiping, da 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 da. They already labeled you as such. When that is not the case, you know, there's more to you than what people make you out to be. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely believe like, you know, there's more to, to us than what people make us out to be. But in the same breath, um, I don't know, there's some things that are just fixed and it's just no, I feel like we can't really do too much about it. Because again, it's like a societal norm. And a lot of it was made a norm by men. Um, so it's kind of hard to go back on what they already put set and sewn as a norm and just like change the meaning of those things, you know, feminine and masculine. But what you were saying about um, raising ourselves and different things like that, and yeah, I agree with that. And that, but that also goes back to the whole thing that Four was saying too, as far as like self discipline. You know, like not just not doing whatever you want because you can, you know, you have to have the discipline and tell yourself like, no, nah, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that's not going to work for me. That's not healthy. Um, You know, like that's not going to get me where I need to be. So, yeah, you have to have that discernment and um, be be able to be hard on yourself like when it's necessary sometimes I think we're hard on ourselves when it's not necessary and that those are the times when like it doesn't really matter we need to be hard on ourselves when it matters you know when we do need to be um getting our weight under control getting our health under control um paying attention to the things that we're feeding ourselves and not just food but also like content you know like what what are we watching what are we listening to um who are we interacting with who are we talking to on a daily basis that's food as well so yeah like you said on a soul level it um it it counts there too you know like what are we what are we putting into our subconscious mind and different things like that so yeah, it all it all goes uh, hand in hand. I feel like you know, and things do have to come around full circle. I would say we let's not use the word hard. You know, be hard on ourselves. I think firm and stern are more appropriate for that matter. Uh, reason being, because you know the terminologies of the words. You know, I'm like, yes, we do need to be firm and stern with ourselves. And then, but then we also need to learn how to give ourselves grace, even when we do make these set mistakes and things that are like, uh, they definitely always go hand in hand. Like, yes, self-discipline is a must, but that means you're being firm, being stern, not harsh on yourself. Because I feel like when you're being harsh on yourself, you put those limitations on yourself. You, you know, put those limitations to a point where you don't even uh, fully tap into your potential at that point when you're being harsh on yourself. Um, but when you're being firm and stern on yourself, you know, you are continuously, and you know, moving about, maneuvering, um, keeping yourself in mind and check accountable for things. You know, I, I would, you know, look at harsh, be like, oh, I'm being harsh on myself as in like, oh, like you be take you're taking accountability and you taking accountability for another person's burden. That's harsh. That's what I feel like you're being hard to yourself on type stuff. But firm and stern is more like, okay, I'm being accountable for my actions and what I do, the choices I make, you know. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> that makes sense, I guess. Um, I guess. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't really have too much to say. <laughs> I love it, though. Like, yeah, I think you're, I think you're speaking facts on, on that note. Um, I think accountability is very important. Oh, my God. Yeah, going into this year, I'm, like, living for accountability. I've been holding myself accountable all year long, and that was something I had to learn because I think accountability was, like, the hardest thing ever. But, like, once you start holding yourself accountable and being honest with yourself and being real with yourself about stuff, that's when when things start to change for you. That's when things get better, you know, because people respect you more when you hold yourself accountable versus when you're constantly, like, being delusional and lying to yourself um so yeah um so Hans Grecklestein I'm gonna let you up here but if you start trolling I'm gonna have to drop you down heavy on the grace part oh yeah I agree with that yes give yourself grace definitely I think a lot of us need to do that more, um, giving ourselves grace, but also to give other other people grace. But don't give people grace to the point where, like, you're just letting them run all over you and you're just kind of, like, making excuses for their bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Give people grace in a sense of, like, you know, everybody makes mistakes and give them a chance to, like, fix it and hold themselves accountable. Hold them accountable. Um, I think the mix-up is when we're giving people grace who don't really deserve it. They don't. They just be raggedy people. No, I hear what you're saying. I don't give those type of people the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah, agree. I, I have a quick question. So I don't think I know really anyone here. Uh, I'm looking at this. It says out now. There's a Star Records Twitter thing. Uh, I was wondering, does anyone actually have like an album or like a single? that I can listen to or, or are you guys just promoting your friends? Um, promoting so, a friend. So yeah, I am definitely promoting my friend, but if you go to that website, you click on the, click on the link, go to the website. Um, everything is on there. Um, there's a lot of videos on there and it goes to YouTube and different things like that. But there's also other things on there that they do. Like there's photography and other things. So yeah, if you're interested in supporting, definitely go follow and give it a listen. Okay, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, I, I just saw that, and I was like, I don't know how I'm in this space. <laughs> I don't know how I'm in the Twitter space. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, guys. So, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, tapping onto what you said earlier, Grace. So I, I won't lie, and this is just this is my personal thoughts, okay? Because my little practices I do on my own, but I feel like everybody does still deserve grace and mercy, even in the midst of what the fuck they do. They can most do the most horrid things, and I won't lie, but if they are being held accountable for their actions. You know, I feel like you still do deserve grace because it's like, I feel like in our society, <clears throat> when people do, when you hear news like, oh, this person did this, this person did this, but they are held accountable. You don't know what they went through, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I feel like the most punishing thing a person can do to themselves, I mean, the heaviest punish will always fall back to that person. I'll say that. 
because at the end of the day, they're going to have to live with their regrets and mistakes. And I feel like I remember talking to my spirits um, and I was like, you know, yeah, this person don't deserve that. But who am I to tell you what you do or do not deserve? Who am I to tell you you don't deserve grace? And things are like, you know, that's my mindset on that because I'm not saying they should not be held accountable, but I am saying despite all their wrongs, you could be just as wrong, you know, in the realm of like the eyes of the divine and things are like, you could be just as wrong, but not even know it. So I feel like we do owe everybody grace and mercy. It doesn't mean you have to tolerate their bullshit. I don't think grace and mercy mean tolerate bullshit. I don't think those correlate, but I feel like, yes, you feel, you look at them, you know, uh, who, 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 who's a prime example I can use? Uh, Nick Minaj's husband. I'll bring him up. And, and they say he was like, he was a rapist. And I was like, mm, you know, da, 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 you know, you trash, da, 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 shit like that. Right. But I don't know what all you went through. I don't know if you've been held accountable for your own actions, but I can't utilize your past against you type shit. That's not my role. That's not my place. My place is, you know, if I find out some shit right then, oh, you need to be, you need to be um, held accountable for your shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know all mm-hmm. what's going your life type <clears throat> thing. I'm going to be real with you on that one. So I don't care when it happened or how it happened or any of that. If you're a rapist or an abuser, you will not get any type of grace from me because I don't care what you've been through. As an adult, like you said earlier, you are responsible for your healing, but you're not responsible for your trauma. So if you had a traumatic incident when you were a child, it was your job as an adult to heal from that trauma and not go inflict more trauma on another child or person. So I just disagree with you on that one. I'm not giving that man grace at all. I think that is disgusting, and I just don't agree with that, period, because, like, you just don't do that to people. Um, As far as, like, giving people grace, you know, like, whether they've been reprimanded or not, you know, I think I truly believe that when you're giving somebody grace, it is, um, you know, courteous of goodwill. You're That's literally the the definition of it. So, you know, you're giving them room to wiggle. Um, you know, so people like that, I personally do not believe they deserve room to giggle, to wiggle. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm God or something like that. And I'm going to determine, uh, what somebody deserves or whatever the case may be. But as far as grace goes, I'm not extending any grace to a pedophile or a pervert or an abuser or any of that for any reason. Now I can be understanding and look at the situation and say, like, wow, I get it. You know, I get that they've been through X, Y, Z. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I feel bad for them. Because I don't. Uh-uh, I don't. So I think, like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't correlate grace with, um, yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, that's I, not- under, I understand exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I really do. Because I'll be like, mm, you know, I'm like, but look at these. I'm like, I feel like even then, I guess it's just the way I'm at, the mindset I'm at, because I'll be at peace. I'll be just floating. But I'd be like, even then, I'm like, I'm, you know how you, I don't know if y'all ever watched this show, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time. I don't know if y'all watched it. It was a good show. 
If you don't know what it is, it's a good show. You just want to listen for it. She could just go watch it. It's a, I, I love it. But it was like um, this, you know, it was a character, Snow White, in the show. And she was always talking about hope. And, you know, she always did give grace and things of the like. I think you have to definitely be discerning of who you constantly extend or overextend that to, you know, shit like that. But shit, I, I see it as, look, you fucked up, and I don't condone shit. I don't condone rapists, pedophiles, abusers. None of, no, I feel like, me personally, I'm liable to want to kill you. I ain't gonna front, but you know, I got my own violent tendencies. I be like, oh, you fucked up? You fuck? Like, I just feel like if you do that shit to me or any of my loved ones, I want you gone type shit. I ain't gonna front. But I will say, shit, I don't know what in the world, what's in store for your ass at the end of the day because it's not in my control. You know, I, I'm i not the one facing the judgment at the end of the day. That's why I feel like I'll be like, I'll give you grace because at the end of the day, when you close your eyes and like go six feet under type shit, uh, I'm not the one I correlate, judge. But um, I correlate grace with forgiveness. So you know we could be we could be forgiving to yeah that's 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 the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying because I correlate grace with forgiveness. When I'm giving somebody grace, I'm forgiving them for you know whatever it is that they have going on or whatever. I'm gonna give you room. Right. So I'm going to be forgiving in that moment because maybe it's just something going on with you within that I don't really truly know about. And you feel me like that's just a battle within yourself. So I'm going to give you some grace. I'm going to be a little forgiving for that for that reason. But when it comes to certain things, like I said, I cannot extend grace for that. So it's not me giving judgment or saying like, you know, you deserve this, you deserve that. And, you know, like you should be reprimanded in this way. It's just me saying like, uh uh. That can never be forgiven. That can never, like, there's no grace there for that. You know? Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Because I was like, because I, I don't correlate grace with forgiveness. Like, mm-mm. Well, I feel like that's a what whole- grace means, if we're looking at the definition, it means to do to do honor or credit to somebody by one's presence, right? So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're giving somebody grace and then also courteous and goodwill. But if somebody's doing something trifling, and I mean trifling, like like the things that we named, are we really going to sit here and extend grace to that for that? Okay, so I think it would go into uh, a whole different area because for me, I I will like the definition. I understand what you mean. I just don't correlate grace with forgiveness on on for me personally. Like, yes, I can say. Even in the midst of your wrong, I'm still going to give you grace. And from my perception, my perspective, you did the most trifling thing. But, baby, I feel like when I look at someone, um, like, since energy and whatnot, I'm going to look at you like you already did most heaviest. um, You already punished yourself heavily, you know, type shit. Like, some people, uh, they can't get sleep at night. They feel guilty. They feel depressed. And, you know... And because people really do reap the repercussions of their actions, whether they, whether we see it or not, type thing. So I feel like I give grace of a matter of you still have chance to improve. You still have chance to do better for yourself. But I'm still going to be realistic in how I'm viewing you in your situation. But you have a choice. 
Then people don't be giving a damn. Then people do not be giving a damn. Then people do not be remorseful. They be relentless as hell and don't be giving a fuck. I'm sorry, but no. Listen, if somebody did that to me or my child or whatever the case may be, like there's no way that I'm going to look past it or that I'm going to be forgiving or that I'm going to even extend grace or that I'm not going to sit here and be angry about it. Like there's no way. I mean, to a certain extent, like you can you can only be so understanding to that you get what i'm saying but this is derailing the conversation it's really derailing the conversation like this ain't what we came yeah because i'm like girl we good to it but no i understand exactly what you're saying we'll talk about that next time that's a whole different topic definitely yeah that is a different topic that's a good one though um but yeah, so I think like we were just basically touching on the new year and what's to come and which direction we're all going, right? Like we're, what we're releasing and what we're keeping. Um, I see y'all in the listeners. Do you want to come up here and say what you want to what you want to keep or release for the new year? Hans, do you want to tell us what you want to keep or release for the new year? Yeah, I was actually going to ask. I, I, I grew up in Germany. Uh, what do you guys do for New Year's here in America? This is my, this is my first year I, since I've been 12. Personally, <clears throat> I don't do anything for the new year. I pretty much just reflect. Well, like, I'm going to say I don't do anything as far as, like, going outside and, like, you know, partying and stuff like that. I don't do those things. Um, <clears throat> I pretty much just reflect on the new year. I mean, on the on the previous year, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reflect on the lessons that I've learned, and I pretty much journal and, um, you know, create new goals and uh, things that I'm going to be doing moving into the new year. But I feel like the, I also feel like the new year already began in a way, like in a spiritual way, because, you know, once the solstice happens and the different shifts begin to happen, then the year for me is pretty much already beginning. We're already stepping into the new year far before the new year, the new calendar year even begins. So for me, I feel like, you know, just sit in my tranquility and my, um, you know, the comfort of my home and pretty much just relax and do what I normally do keep my house clean my house cook um you know just cleanse the energy in the home and just pretty much say can I can I recommend one thing to you to do what is it uh first off ditch the the American New Year I think it's Italian because uh so I think it's the what is it Gregorian calendar I think it's Italian but you should go by the Chinese one. Things fantastic. You get to drink 50, 60, 70 beers, right? Just hang out. Fucking dragon floats by. It's a ball. I love it. You set off firecrackers. You're just throwing them willy nilly. They're going off. You're going nuts. Do you go to this? Do you go in China to do this? Because uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm not Chinese. I, I, uh, I lived with a lot of Chinese guys for a long time. Uh, and and I'm actually I'm moving back to Vietnam uh, with some of my family but this year. It's not okay. I'm done. But do it, but, wait, but... <laughs> I don't have time because. <laughs> 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 
Vietnam is not China. That's the same thing he said. I live with a lot of Chinese people, but I'm going to go back to Vietnam. Like, sir, Vietnam has Vietnamese people. Anyway. Um, I think I'm going to end the space here, you guys. And then maybe we'll just open another space just to kind of chop it up and shoot the shit. Uh, All right. You got anything else to add? I mean, just to answer this question, usually for me every year, if I'm not going out, I, uh, my mom always has like a big get together where she cooks and um, basically plays music and we dance and you know, we drink here and there. Eat, and then when the ball drops, we eat 12 grapes. We all head out there. Then after that, we just go home. That's about it. But there's been some years when I've gone out. That's about it, though. That sounds fun. I wish oh, I had. Homeboy left. <laughs> right, because I was definitely about to say he already left, child. As soon as she said she got in the space, he's gone. <laughs> wow, wow. That was, I mean, um, that sounds like fun, though. I wish I had, like, a big old family to do all that with. I don't. But child, it's. I'll spend New Year's by myself. I just be so at peace. I really do. Yeah, honestly, like I wish my sons were home to spend New Year's with me, but it's all good. Maybe next year. Um, traditions, new traditions. Yeah, we celebrated the solstice, and like I said, I really feel like the New Year began on the solstice, so it's cool, you know. Which which solstice? The winter solstice. Really? Because I I I can't I, I don't know. I think the New Year's began in the spring. In the spring, you know. Yeah. I feel I mean, like winter, everything dead. So, like, who wants to start a new year, like, with everything dead? You know? well, <laughs> like, that's when, like, true spiritual growth really happens on the winter time. Yeah. yeah you know, but, I mean, but hold on, wait. Because what you just said, you said that everything is dead. So, yeah, for dead. me, I feel like, <laughs> you know, that goes with, no, for real, that goes with everything, like, everything dying off and stuff like that. Is so that everything else it's gonna grow back, right? So that's new growth. So yeah. things die, and you're basically uh, when the new year is coming, you're essentially you're doing the same thing. You're releasing everything that no longer serves you, and you're rebirth in all the things that you know, like you want coming forward. So I feel yeah. like that's a sim- that's a symbolism of essentially the same exact thing. So it goes hand in hand, like that. That, yeah. that but yeah, like. The real, I feel like, like he said, the real spiritual growth is through, you know, what they say, ego death. But the, um, like, actually going through the uh, phase of death itself, you know, like you said, the new growth, I feel like when it is life again blooming, I feel like that is a new year because it, it's new. You know? <laughs> You know what I mean? I think, like, the new year is not one day either, though. You know, like, it could could start in the winter solstice and then continue on through the spring. You feel me? Because, I mean, what you're saying, there's truth to what you're saying as well. But, like, with all the new shifts and things that happen in the winter winter solstice and the different retrogrades that, that take place and stuff like that all the way through the spring, like, that all, I feel like, (laughs) excuse me, 
I feel like that all goes into like, you know, the new year. So like with all of that for me too, like my birthday is in the springtime. So like, I think the calendar year, which is starts on January 1st versus, um, you know, like my solar return and when the year that I was born actually like it starts, like that's two different, like for me, it's two different things. So like, yeah, there's the new year, the calendar year. And then there's, like, the spiritual new year. And then there's also, like, your birthday, like, your solar return. Like, it's, it's all, so like... Like, I think... Yes, I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, the calendar year, well, I already say that's man-made. So we constructed that. I don't... It's not even fucking accurate. But we just go along with it. So, boom. I think... I, I just still... Well, in my opinion... I don't, we've, I feel like uh, as humans, okay, I found my words, as humans, we shift when the earth shifts. Does that make sense? Because I feel like when earth is, you know, going through the season of winter, everything's hibernating, our bodies naturally are attuned to that. So therefore, we hibernate. We, like, people get rarely sleepy or go through seasonal depression, unfortunately. Um, things are like, like everything slows down. It feels like time grows slower during the winter, but everything is either dying or preserved, you know, in that sense, for new life to begin. To me, that is the, like you said, I feel like winter to me speaks on the ending and the releasing of things like the title. Like it speaks to a whole bunch of releasing of things so new things can be um, grown harvested because then the seasons itself like spring is to me it's about that life uh, summer is to me about like the vibrancy of the life fall decay and then winter is just you know the dead i don't know i mean i should call winter like that but you know i'm from florida so i ain't gonna lie i don't feel like we have a winter but even so i feel like the way our seasons have been these past couple of years that we've been paying attention has definitely been different um like it's been something interesting so that's how i know like we we naturally uh, are in tune attuned to the earth and so when the earth is shifting with mother nature doing her thing and she said oh i'm ready to do this we shift with that you know more people have more energy during like spring and summer everybody want to be outside you know what i mean i I like it, though. I like it, though. I like all the perspectives that y'all gave, though. I ain't gonna lie. Sorry, I'm over here eating some chips. But, okay, I'm about to end this space, and I'm gonna open up a new space. It don't get cold in Florida, bro. Like, ever. Listen, we get cold, but we... Okay, so... What's the cold? Like, wait, hold on. We gonna open up a new space right now. Come on, let's go.